Let me begin this presentation by quoting a story from the Religious News Service, datelined Baltimore, November 17th, 2022. Quote, America's newest cardinal called on his fellow bishops to challenge lawmakers who want to cut Ukrainian military aid. He urged the prelates to speak out against leaders in the next Congress, angling to reduce U.S. support for the Ukrainian country as it battles the Russian invaders. Cardinal Robert McElroy of San Diego, who was elevated by Pope Francis in August, offered his challenge to the bishops in the presentation that he made after the Ukrainian Catholic bishop, Boris Gudziak, presented to the National Conference of Catholic Bishops a, a detailed history and story and, and of, the of the devastation wrought by Russia's invasion. Telling, telling his audience through images and various examples of the destruction that the Russians have brought upon the Ukraine. After Bishop Gudziak's speech, Cardinal McElroy went to the microphone on the assembly floor. He said, nonviolence is important regarding the issues of war and peace. But the situation in the Ukraine is an instance where justice requires resistance. He then warned that some incoming members of Congress have stoked rumblings of cutting support to the Ukraine from the United States. That could be, he said, a very ominous thing to do in light of the continuity, the flow of weapons and support that is essential to convincing the Russians that they cannot succeed. I would urge, he said, the National Conference of Catholic Bishops to make it a very high priority to move quickly to preempt in all ways available to us any move in our national policy in that direction. When he finished his speech, his fellow bishops burst into applause. The end of the religious news service story. Before I continue, I think there is probably one or two points of clarification that are needed. When 
Cardinal McElroy says, this is an instant where, instance where justice requires resistance. What he means is, this is an instance where justice requires violent homicidal resistance. And when he says that the flow of weapons and support that is essential to convincing the Russians that they cannot succeed, he means the flow of weapons and support that is essential for convincing the Russians by way of violence and homicide that they cannot succeed. Now, my questions are these. How did a Ukrainian bishop get on the agenda of the bishop's national meeting in the first place in order to tell the wrenching and true story of the sufferings of the Ukrainian people? Why was not a Russian bishop also invited to tell the wrenching and true story of the sufferings of the Russian people in the Ukraine since the United States backed bloody coup of 2014. A further question, is it morally permissible to get one's information about a war that the United States is involved in only from the government itself and from the media that is in the United States and then apply that understanding to the Catholic just war theory as a way of morally validating it? Does not the pursuit of justice, which Bishop McElroy insists he is about, demand hearing, studying, analyzing, and praying over the other side's understanding of the conflict? Another question. If, as the Catholic Church teaches in Canon 1752 in the Code of Canon Law, quote, the salvation of souls is the supreme law of the Church and is to be always kept before our eyes, then where in the teaching of the Savior of souls Jesus Christ, does it say, or is it consistent with the teachings to say, that where Christ-like love fails, homicidal violence is a salvific substitute for obtaining justice? How did it happen that a bishop who is a known out-and-out public just warist cardinal, is given immediate recognition after the Ukrainian bishop's talk to speak from the floor. Was this a coincidence? Was it prior arrangement? If it were prior arrangement, what motivated the decision to hear Cardinal McElroy's call to arms to hear his elocution 
from the floor of the National Conference of Catholic Bishops to hear it as an epilogue to what Bishop Godziak said. Were there any Catholic bishops present who did not stand up and applaud Robert McElroy's intervention from the floor for more homicidal gadgets and gizmos to be sent to Zelensky and company? Did any bishop among the Catholic bishops present think that Bishop Robert McElroy's impassioned plea to the United States Catholic bishops was pastorally destructive? A bold-faced public rejection of the teachings of Jesus in the gospel? Or a blatant betrayal of the Great Commission Bishop McElroy was explicitly given by Jesus when Jesus said to the apostles and to their legitimate successors, quote, Go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey all that I have commanded you. Did any bishop publicly call into question the moral validity of what Robert McElvoy had just publicly said and said it as a bishop and as a baptized Christian? Did it even enter into the scope of Cardinal McElroy's and the bishop's moral evaluation of what he said as Christians and as a bishop that it is baptized, chrismated, confirmed, Eucharistic receiving, and members of the body of Christ who are under a specific divine mandate and command, quote, to love your enemies in the model of Jesus, that he loves his enemies, and to love one another as I have loved you, that they are talking about, that they are going to send arms to, that they are going to help kill people. You know, the power of perception in people who live under a system of deception is darkened. A person living within such a system can no longer see what otherwise would be routinely obvious. A person cannot respond as he or she should to what they cannot see or can only perceive vaguely through the manufactured fog of systematic defeat, deceit. Now, since Bishop McElroy's diocese, San Diego, has the largest naval base in the world, the largest ship and submarine building program on the West Coast, and exists in a local economy where the military provides 25% of the GDP and provides 23% of the total jobs, and that abounds in civil defense contractors, maybe he, has, maybe he has an excuse for not seeing that 
Truth is the first casualty of war. For not seeing that the U.S. media is not the place to get honest and accurate information about U.S. wars. And for not seeing that he has flagrantly contradicted the teaching of Jesus in the Gospels and for not seeing that he is disobeying the Great Commission given to him by Jesus as a successor of the apostles. But what about all the other Catholic bishops who were present, who rose in unison and gave him and his thoughts a rousing standing O? Did they all think that what they had just heard was what Jesus would have said to the members of his body, to his disciples. And therefore, because they thought it was what Jesus would say, they rose with one heart to their feet and gave it a nonverbal amen. So be it. Or was this a pre-planned, choreographed U.S. Catholic Episcopal theatrical performance? Staged not to reveal and witness to the holiness and love of our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ, but rather to keep the institutional church in the good pseudo graces of the serpentine deceitful system of the world of the politics of luxury and wealth and the world of the politics of violent homicidal power. the worlds from which are orchestrated all wars, all oppression, all indifference to relievable human suffering, and all divisions in humanity. What, what, in the name of Christ, was Cardinal Robert McElroy thinking what were the members of the National Conference of Catholic Bishops thinking when they proclaimed this, applauded it, and committed to working in order to ensure that more instruments of human destruction would be sent to Zelensky and his comrades.